What's up, y'all? My name is Alan Sheriff, aka Alan, the Sheriff of All Things Innovative, and this is the ATS Podcast. Here on the ATS Podcast, we talk about all things science, technology, and psychology related, and it's my hope that I'm making the world a better place, one new episode at a time. Quick updates, make sure you go to alanthesheriff.com and check out some of my Apex merch, and also don't forget to hit some of those donation links. Remember, the 50% of every single thing that I make goes to science, technology, and climate change initiatives. So remember, help me help you make the world a better place. Everybody, please welcome the next guest on the ATS podcast. It is the great and mystical and wonderful Jonathan Brand. How you doing, man? Let everybody know how you feeling. Hey, good morning, Mr. Alan Sheriff. What a great pleasure to be here this morning with you and all of you guys to celebrate this uh, great episode. And uh, I'm happy to be here this morning. Awesome, man. We're all happy to have you. Well, let's not dilly-dally. Let's go ahead and get on to the first article. The first subject is science. We both read an article from Futurism, and it talks about a company by the name of GoSun that's created a portable solar light called the Solar Lamp 50. Now, it's important to note here that solar lamps have been a challenge, given that most of them have included ineffective panels, bad quality batteries, or that the lamps simply haven't risen to various occasions. Now, the article points out that the Solar Lamp 50 not only has two different variations of light brightness, but it only needs one full day of light to recharge and can shine for up to six hours. It's also resistant to water and dust and is easy to carry around. GoSun has even been working with dozens of nonprofit organizations and providing discounts to their solar products for communities in need. Now, nobody asked me why the heck they called that, why they put the 50 at the end of this name. I have no idea. Maybe they got an endorsement from 50 Cent or something. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But 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 <laughs> that's up to the public to figure out. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I'll, I'll probably get a statement from the CEO later. But yeah, what do, what do, so what do you think about this product, John? Do you think this is something that you would buy? You know, uh, if I would buy it, I would just kind of have it outside my yard to kind of scare off whatever deer, <laughs> you know, intruder, burglar, <laughs> try to come into my house because, you know, I have some dogs around me so like they're an awesome uh you know alarm but that's like can be a definitely cool um energy efficient really you know addition to have outside honestly definitely man definitely i mean i think the idea itself would also be enough to scare off burglars and be like not only is this solar lamp cordless but it, it it can work based on the sun. So exactly. boom, boom, get, get off my lawn. I can recharge it later and put it somewhere in the middle of the woods if I have to, to keep to keep all exactly. your weirdos away. <laughs> but nah, that's 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 awesome, man. Yeah, I definitely think I'll buy something like this too. I mean, like, I don't know. Like when I was reading about this product, I was thinking about that one episode of SpongeBob, right? Where like they, the the sea bear would continue to attack Squidward. So my opinion, given that it's water resistant, I would probably advise nobody to like go into the ocean with this thing. Like, <laughs> like you don't want to attract any sea bears. Like that'll just be devastating for you. This will not be a good investment. Please be very careful. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. It could be very devastating to everyone. <laughs> but now, on a serious <laughs> note, man, I I think this product is great. I think that um. This could be really great for a lot of communities, given that some communities may not have access to uh, light power sources such as these. So products like these, when you go into these communities, they can use these uh, rechargeable lights at night so that uh, people can be able to get their work done in schools and whatnot. You know what I mean? I also think that 
this product could be really good, you know, in the event of power outages, you know, so if you leave the solar, uh, if you leave this solar lamp up, you know, and recharging during the day, you know, and then you bring it into uh, communities that have suffered power outages, obviously it'll work for up to six hours at night. So it'll give the crews enough time to figure out what they're, what, uh, it'll give the crews the light that they need to be able to get their work done and such. And yeah, overall, just, you know, communities that are very much in need, you know, obviously like, I'm not going to lie. The first thing that came to my head also, when I was thinking about this technology was the fact that like, <laughs> I thought to myself <laughs> in a stupid way, in a stupid way, how in the world is this thing going to work at night? Because <laughs> you know that's the thing that always comes to a lot of stupid people. I'm not saying it's stupid. I'm not saying I'm stupid. It could just be a very stupid like question. But I was thinking, how is this thing going to work at night? If it needs the sun and it needs the light in the day to work. <laughs> but then I realized it was rechargeable. That's what made it so hilarious. I mean I mean, you know, like you would have to have somewhere, you know, a place to like put the, the light outside because otherwise you're going to have to charge it from a light inside your house. Uh -huh. So you're like using the energy of, of a light inside your own like room, like my room to charge up the light mm. and then like, okay, <laughs> what's the energy efficient? And like you said, what if you live in a community out there in the world that doesn't have a resource for electricity, then, you know. Yeah, I was bro. It, it, I was thinking the work. exact same thing. Like, what, what, what? How's efficiency gonna play a role here? Like, what if your light like runs out of battery? Like, would you recharge it with another solar lamp? Like, <laughs> and how much energy <laughs> would you get out of that? Like, it's just like, <laughs> just imagine someone pitching that to you, like in their office, if they're trying to sell you a solar lamp. Like, yeah, like you know, we're, 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 yeah, this, this lamp is so efficient and it's cool. But at the same time, if it runs out of power, you can just buy another solar lamp and then recharge it with that one and then recharge that one with that one. And then <laughs> I used to, I used to work for, uh, like, uh, DJ and lighting company and the way it works. So you, it kind of looks a lot like these lamps and we call them an uplight. Mm -hmm. And what it does, it's like, you have what's called a master and a slave. Hmm. Um, so you, you program the master to to kind of show, okay, I just want it blue, or I just want it green, whatever, right? Hmm. So you program it with uh, like a few couple couple buttons on the on the light, and then it'll give send the information and the signal to the next uh, next light near hmm. it. So essentially, what you're saying is right. Like if you if you have only one lamp indoors, then you have to kind of figure out a way, okay, how am I going to transfer energy to it mm. and tell it what to do? Exactly, so, exactly. Well, yeah. we all know that this this uh, this invention is really going to come in handy. I think it's cool. awesome. Uh, I definitely think it's going to change a lot of communities. All right, guys, let's go on to the next subject. The next subject is technology. And we both read an article from Futurism, and it talks about an artificial intelligence system that's been developed to better diagnose black patients based on x-rays and self-reported pain. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Alan, why don't you just leave race out of this? Like this, this technology could be used to help better diagnose all patients. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think people understand the history between the black community and the healthcare industry. I mean, if you look at the Tuskegee syphilis study or you look at the legacy of Henrietta Lacks 
Or if you look at the evil experiments from, you know, J. Marion Sims, a lot of people would understand why the black community has a basic distrust in the healthcare industry. So I say that just to say this, the fact of the matter is we have to, I want to bring light to technologies like these because this technology was inspired by the fact that, you know, multiple scientists and researchers from these uh, universities have recognized that there is this racial disparity in society and that these technologies need to be able to work for all of us, not just one community. They need to be able to work for all of us. So we need to be able to take that into consideration. And I spoke about this the other day with regards to racial bias that was found in Dali's artificial intelligence system. So yeah, let's continue to touch on technologies such as these so people understand the bigger problems at hand. This article talks about an artificial intelligence system that has the ability to spot issues based on patients' complaints rather than doctors' assessments, therefore cutting the biases entirely out of the equation. The algorithm outperformed doctors when it came to diagnosing and explaining knee pain in black patients. And this also, and also one of the one of the doctors from an associate dean, I'm not sure if he was involved in the study, but he basically said, and I quote, this sends a signal to radiologists and other doctors that we may need to reevaluate our current strategies. Now, I guess I'll go first on this, Jonathan, and then I'll get your um, input. Uh, look, man, like if this doesn't make doctors feel like they need to change their ways and try to like, and keep themselves from becoming even more racist, like I don't know what will. Like literally just imagine a doctor like walking into one of their, um, walking into one of their bosses, walking into the lunchroom and their boss is waiting there for them with their hand on top of the coffee machine. And their boss says, Hey, so Jim, I noticed that you've been uh, selecting the white coffee cups more often than you've been selecting the black coffee cups. Do we have a problem here? <laughs> I, I think that's a major indicator that you yeah. might be racist. <laughs> and oh you just God. have the doctor say, there's no implicit bias. There's no implicit bias. I promise. <laughs> You're like, oh, don't worry. I know there's no implicit bias. Otherwise, <laughs> you're, you're out of here. You're sacked. You're done. You're bankrupt. You're through. <laughs> yep. So make sure that, make sure you do the right thing next time. Make sure yeah. you do the right thing. <laughs> exactly. At least say to himself. Phew. So yeah, if this doesn't inspire doctors to do better, I don't know what will. What do you What do you think about this, Jonathan? When you first saw it. Well, first uh, first off, I, I I I'd like to point out that you know during the pandemic, uh, I can bring like my own example and kind of like refer to an, um, a news uh, article I saw or a news show I saw on, on TV, uh, you know, a couple months back, unfortunately, a, a doctor from Indiana, I think it was Indiana, uh, she worked in a hospital and she contracted COVID. And because she was a person of color, um, you know, she she got the COVID, and unfortunately, she didn't survive that. Mm. And it was because of the fact that the you know the doctor there um, probably came from a, a like a racist narrative, mm. if you if you will. And they were like, you know, we're not going to treat you. And even though she's a doctor at that hospital, I mean, mm. she suffered that racism. Mm. And unfortunately, she, I think she passed away from, from COVID. Mm. Um, but in relate to this, I think this is a great way for, you know, when they're saying here to um, have like, a, you know, an artificial intelligence and AI, the AI wouldn't know, you know, essentially, if you program it 
in such a way that they okay this is just a human being and exactly. let's just help that person exactly. i believe that you're canceling out all the bias altogether mm-hmm. no matter race gender religion you know color of the skin and i think i think it's great i think it you know i think it'll going to solve a lot of issues like that so most definitely man most definitely yeah i th- i think it's really important for people to understand that you know some doctors you know or people you know watching this or hearing about technology like this may say to themselves oh well i'm not being racist you know what i mean like it's not my fault but the fact of the matter is there will always be this type of racial bias this this implicit exactly. bias that a lot of people don't recognize and that still mm-hmm. still plays a part in how most black patients end up getting diagnosed i mean we see the trope these tropes all the all the time all throughout society you know you have a black patient coming in and you know when you when doctors compare them to white patients you know there's this trope that you know black people can handle everything and that you know that they're invulnerable and penetrable they can deal with a lot of stuff that you know white people you know to have to deal with and the fact of the matter is it's not true we're human beings you know we're all human beings we're all the same we all essentially deal with the exact same problems so you know it's not fair to diagnose you know an individual uh uh, in an unfair way, you shouldn't disregard, you know, any of their complaints just because of, you know, the color of their skin or the racial bias that you might have about that individual. And the fact Absolutely. of the matter is, that's all it really comes down to is recognizing that there's racial bias. And I think this technology mm-hmm. is going to help change the world. The next subject is psychology, ladies and gentlemen. And we both read an, uh, another article from Futurism. Now, this, com- this, this article talks about a company called Valve that's creating a brain-computer interface headset. That'll give people the ability to not only edit what you see, but what you feel when you have it on as well. Oh, this one's going to be a doozy. All right. So mm-hmm. Valve, the company, is basically basically collaborating with OpenBCI, a biosensor hardware company, to help make this project open source. This headset could also have many potential positives, such as removing unwanted feelings or helping individuals sleep at night. However, some of the negative effects could include security concerns, such as people getting their brains hacked through the headset. Imagine that. Imagine that. And basically, (laughs) you can force unwanted experiences on them. All right, John, what do you think, man? Did this this make you feel optimistic? Optimistic, yeah. I'm certain, yeah, also, because I, I don't want this hand to like, oh, it's going over here now, it's uh, going over there, you know, because right. I feel like it's, uh, you know, um, can be really good as far as like, you know, being able to, like they said here in the article, our ability to create experiences in people's brains, but again, you kind of like uh, allowing a company to invade your own uh, personal space mm-hmm. and it's yeah and essentially they could literally almost i guess see what they you know what you're thinking about right mm-hmm. so i mean again it's kind of like um you know like how you have personal information on your computer you know and you're saying well should i allow them you know or should i block them you know mm-hmm. to see where the location is and Google kind of like tracking you to the same thing with, you know, BCI, it's going to, you know, you're going to allow them to enter now your brain. They could literally monitor you every point 
of the day. It's so freaky, man. And I, and I think I read somewhere in the article about how the CEO said, yeah, imagine a situation where a Russian hacker, you know, could, could, could uh, hack into someone's brain while they're wearing this headset and that they could have someone running naked through a forest for the rest of their life in their head. Like imagine how, like if that doesn't terrify you, I don't know what will, man. Like that, 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 I don't know if I could deal with that. And that's exactly why I felt some, why I felt kind of iffy about this when I first came upon Mm -hmm. this article, because it was really interesting. But at the same time, I was thinking to myself, I don't know if I would want someone to get into my head like this. Like, yeah, Mm. if, if, if you want to help people with anxiety and yes, if you want to make sure that the technology is extremely safe. And that, you know, you put regulations on, you know, companies mm-hmm. that are, you know, um, that are, you know, probably selling this, uh, this, this headset, you know, just make sure that you're doing it in the most safe way possible. Like I was thinking to Absolutely. myself, man, I really hope that I'm not sleeping in my bed one day when this technology has been created. And one of my ex-girlfriends comes into my bedroom and forces <laughs> this headset on my head. <laughs> and, say, and that's if they're still in love with me. But if oh they're, I, I doubt they're in love with me. But if they're still in love with me and they force this headset on my head and they force me <laughs> to have these emotions, these feelings towards them that I don't want, that's going to drive me crazy. It's like, why it won't is. you love me? It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. We broke up for a reason. Like, I don't <laughs> like I don't want to deal with any of that, man. I, I don't want to be forced into that kind of situation. I doubt they still love me, but it'll be extremely, it'll be very frowned upon if something like this were to happen. I'm suing everyone. <laughs> I'm and you know, everyone. I I think for the viewers, whoever is going to watch this episode, and they're like, want to get a better kind of a understanding, uh, especially specifically about this article about the the brain interface. Um, watch Westworld. I highly recommend because this is totally kind of related to you know human robotics kind mm, of thing, mm. and have you have you watched the show? Have no, I that? haven't, but I'm definitely going to check it out. It sounds interesting. Oh my god. So they literally have a tablet that controls the characters. Mm. Okay? Like they literally have a like like a tablet that you have at home, like an iPad uh-huh. and like, "Oh, let's make this guy a little angrier. <laughs> well, let's let, let's give oh, this no. guy a little more love <laughs> or something like that." And this is exactly yeah. what you were saying about your girlfriend. And I'm like Imagine that we will be a world down the line in the future, starting now, that we will literally be controlled as zombies mm. by these high tech companies. It's scary, man. It's scary. It is. I was literally it's thinking, yo, scary. this this is the mark of this this could mean the next generation of zombies. Like 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 the government would control everybody if they gained access to oh this my technology, God. man. Like it's it's scary when you think about it. We're we're mm. we're 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 not sure what to expect out of this technology. All we gotta make sure is that we be safe with it and that, you know, it works to the benefit of everyone, man. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's let let's just be careful with some of this stuff. Anyway, guys, I that was the last one. article. Concluding thoughts, yeah, don't don't be a racist doctor. <laughs> you don't you do not wanna be a racist doctor. Yeah, being a racist doctor is very bad, you know, and if you want to you know, there are many other ways to express your anger at communities of color. And one of them could be selecting white coffee cups over black coffee cups as soon as you're exiting the lunchroom of a KKK rally. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jonathan. I really appreciate it, man. 
tell everybody a little bit about where they can find you. So uh, currently I'm still working on uh, essentially a YouTube channel and a website, but um, you are more than welcome to follow me on my Instagram, which I'm highly active at Joe Hansen 2004. So it's J O H A N S E N 2004. And then I do have, I started my uh, actually JB Media page um, nice. on Facebook. So it's uh, JB Media um, Digital Communication. So just type it up on uh, Facebook. I started uploading some content on there and the same name. Um, if you want to look me up on YouTube, I have a bunch of videos I've uploaded on there as well uh, from different content I've created throughout the year from, uh, from school and up until the professional life. So come check me out. Awesome. Awesome, man. And it was really awesome to have you on. I really enjoyed talking to you again. My pleasure. We're, we're, My we pleasure, got to do man. this again, man. Like this was awesome. Absolutely. Was absolutely I'm awesome. totally down. All right. All right. Awesome. Thanks again for having you on. And thanks so much guys for tuning into the ATS podcast. I really appreciate it. Remember if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button, that comment, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe and hit that bell for notifications. And also if you're watching this on any of my podcast hosting sites, remember to hit that subscribe or follow button. Really appreciate you guys tuning in and I will see you guys on the next episode of the ATS podcast. Ah! Thank <laughs> you.